Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs> Welcome to a fun and special interview. Joining Scott and I will be the lead designer of Legends Lucha Libre and my co-host over at Lucha Figures and Facts, Eric Arana. Eric, how are you doing? I'm good. How's everyone doing tonight? We are doing really, really well. You're also uh, the lead designer over at Boss Fight Studios, doing those beautiful, beautiful figures over there for Penta and Phoenix. Conan. Well, love those. I'm, thank you. I'm one of the designers at Boss Fight Studio, but I am I am the lead designer on, on a Lucha Legends of Lucha Libre. Um, but there's actually three designers and and one sculptor, and we're the partners. The four of us are the partners. He always leaves out the video. He always leaves out the videographer. Always I do. The a, but the, the, the four of us without the videographer are, uh, we're, are also, we're also the partners on, in the company. So, <laughs> Well, the other voice that you heard, the sweet melodic sounds is of the Full Force podcast and mm. the man with amazing hair, Christopher McLeod. Christopher, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I'm, I'm hiding it. I'm, I've, had to, I've got quarantine hair going on at the moment, so I've, I've got a hat on top. But yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's, that's a lovely thing to say. No problem. Actually, I, uh, <laughs> one of our listeners, his name is Travis Fowler, said, hey, you've got to throw in something about his hair. I know. Well, yeah, I know uh, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Travis. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Travis will appreciate that. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, Christopher? I am doing really well. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm really happy because I just, I know like we've, we're on today to talk about, you know, lots of things, but one of those things is G.I. Joe and uh, I've just got my entire full, full first wave of uh, classified figures have come through. So I've just been kind of playing with them for a couple of days whilst obviously working for Boss Science Studio on the side as well. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm not getting any credit for it ever. And they are amazing. But honestly, wow, I'm blown away. But yeah, that's I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying life right now. So are they going to come out with an aircraft carrier? Yeah, six-inch scale aircraft carrier, which would be the size of the building I live in. Yeah, um, yeah. we'd have to ha- you'd have to like we'd have to put it in the dock, I think, or like the port nearby. Yeah. It'd be massive. Scott jokes around, and he keeps saying that he's going to be throwing it in his swimming pool. Yeah, just, just well, haven't you got one on the way? Haven't you got? Haven't you kind of found? Haven't you kind of sourced a USS flag? Not a six-inch scale one, obviously, but like a, a regular scale one, which is only seven. Feet yes. Long. Yeah, a buddy of mine just went on a dig through his parents' garage, and his parents really took care of all of his stuff when he was done with it. Kept all the boxes, took Amazing. everything back in there, and tucked it all away. So he went in, and it was like hitting the vault, a time oh, vault wow. or something. All these, I sent you guys pictures earlier, Star Wars, He-Man, wrestling, G.I. Joe, but the big one was the aircraft carrier in the box. So I Unreal. don't know if he's going to part with it or not, but if I'm going to buy one, it's most likely going to be his. Because like I said, his stuff was pristine. It was set up for three months. And it was, his dad was like, get this shit out of my house. 
Like it's seven <laughs> feet long. Like it needs to leave. Put it and away. Uh, what's what's his address, Scott? <laughs> I will tell you after the show. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. One street road. <laughs> uh, it's lane, not road. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Eric, are you, uh, are you looking forward to what G.I. Joe is putting out for San Diego Comic-Con? Um, well, I'm not. You, you mean what they might show there? Yeah. I, I don't buy a lot anymore, but uh, I do follow it and I do keep up with it. And, um, you know, between Chris and the guys at, at the office, I, uh, I, I kind of get to play with everyone else's toys. Nice. <laughs> so, I, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I am. I mean, I think the line looks great. Uh, the, the head designer on it is a, a good friend and an amazing, amazing designer. And uh the, the stuff looks great, especially that uh, that new Cobra, Cobra Commander that they just showed, the, like the deluxe yes. one with the spotted cape and the... Snake the Supreme. Can, yeah. I just, can I just say that name Snake Supreme sounds like the kind of thing you'd find at a zoo cafeteria as a burger of the day. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going I'm, I'm to order a Snake Supreme with fries and, and a shake. <laughs> Hold the mayo. <laughs> Cobra la mustard or something. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> so you got the new classified, Christopher. You got the new classified series. Yes. So you popped them out. How did they look? Oh, mate. I, can, I'm, I am honestly blown away. Now, I was very, very fortunate because I got to go to Toy Fair before the world imploded on itself and we weren't allowed to like look at anybody anymore. <laughs> and um yeah so I, got, I went to toy fair for the preview event the hasbro preview event and mm-hmm. during that preview event unfortunately everything that hasbro were revealing that day had already been leaked about like a week prior yeah. so it really took some of the sting out because everyone everyone was expecting something to be you know to extra it didn't really happen but i was still really happy to be there got to meet lenny panzika who um uh, eric mentioned earlier is a brilliant designer and a really nice guy as well we interviewed him for the full force as well. And he was, it was just really, really cool interview. Um, it was like him and like 12 other Hasbro executives. <laughs> and I was just like, can I ask this question? Um, uh, but no, it was, it was really, it was, it was great. And uh, not, not as stressful as I made it out, made it out to be. But at the time at that Hasbro preview event, we walked down into the kind of, you know, the, the basement area that all set up this huge, like incredible, like uh, layouts with GI Joe and Nerf and, my Little Pony and Transformers and Star Wars and Marvel Legends. And it was just brilliant, like huge, great big like dioramas. The Transformers dioramas are incredible. They even had a huge screen which had this fake space bridge effect floating around. So it looked like they're all coming out of this space. It was amazing. Whoa. Um, again, there's a video of it. Check out on YouTube, uh, Thor Force podcast on YouTube. Uh, plug, plug. But <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> The actual show, yeah, they had the figures uh, all lined up, uh, Scarlet, Duke, Roadblock, and Snake Eyes. It was the deluxe Snake Eyes at the time. We hadn't seen Destro at that point, and we hadn't seen the all-black version of Snake Eyes at that point, but those figures were out, so I managed to get to kind of speak to Lenny, speak to the marketing team, play with the figures, and just be like, wow, these are great. But when I got them in hand, and when I got Destro and, and the, the other the deco of Snake Eyes, I've just been like... I don't know. I've just got them all laid out in this really cool pose. Just to keep looking at them and picking them up and kind of going, oh my God. So like, I know your viewers, your listeners can't see at the moment, but like, you know, I've got Roblox here and he's just this big, huge Hulkin dude, amazing details. It's just brilliant. Like a lot of, there's been a lot of kind of talk about the weapons being a little bit kind of, you know, not realistic. So, you know, there's been a lot of heat there, but honestly, 
I don't really mind because there are so many kind of weapons, like six inch weapons out there for like, you know, just you just have to pick one Punisher figure up from the Marvel Legends line and you've got yeah. 30 guns. Plus, you, you know, you've got other things. You've got, you've got six inch uh, you know, Marauder Gunrunners do six-inch. Um, yep. Yeah, I was just going to say Mar- well. Marauder Gunrunners does them. So, like, you you can arm up your Joes with real guns if you really want to. Yeah, and um, you know, it's the options there, isn't it? Really. So yeah. I'm not. It doesn't really bother me. And I I kind of like the designs on them. I really like Roadblock's gun. I, I think I'm yeah, the only I, person that likes that rail I, gun. No, I I think that rail gun <laughs> is rad. I think that's really cool. Yeah, cool. I dig them. I really like them. I'm curious to see what kind of vehicles they're going to bring out because they asked that during the Hasbro Pulse event. That was yeah. one of the big questions. The, the well, first biggest question was, is there going to be a retro line? But then it was, are we going to have vehicles? And they kind of alluded to it that it's on the table. Well, there is one coming. There's one that? coming that we, the, there is one coming that we know about already. Um, the, there, was a, there was a recent Target listings leak um, about <clears throat> probably three weeks ago now. And on that list with loads of characters that, they're, you know, that are coming for the classified line, some are going to be Target exclusive, I believe. And some are just going to be regular ones that are going to be everywhere. And in that list was uh, Snake Eye. Oh, well, it said action figure with motorcycle. And the price point suggests more than, you know, suggests it's in the classified region. And okay. since then, we, we've had other information that's backed that up. And now it's basically, it's been confirmed more, unofficially confirmed, I should say, if that's <laughs> even a thing, um, that it's going to be Snake Eyes on a motorcycle. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you got to the think they one. could probably do tanks, right? Like tanks, and then they could do the, like maybe the Mobat, maybe the Vamp motorcycles totally would make sense. Those would be really big, though. Like even the Vamp would be really large in a six inch scale. I, I could see them, I mean, not that they can't do it. They certainly did that huge TIE fighter and stuff like that mm. in the, and the Hot Speeder. Series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I could see them more focusing on some of the smaller vehicles, like you know, the Ram, the you know, Trouble, Trouble Bubble. Bubble, or yeah, the, yeah. the, you know, the, yeah. the Thing Glider, the Ferret. Like, you know, I could see them focusing on that for the first. Do you know what I want to years. see? I want to see an aircraft the... carrier. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to see the Crimson Twins packed with a ferret as like well, a. That'd be spe- nice. Because you, you, they're, they're kind. Of, they're not like super synonymous with that vehicle, but in the comics. Like for yeah, like the, fir- the their introduction, I think they're on a ferret, and then yes. for most of the, the the next couple of issues, you always see them, both of them, yeah. always the same, riding the same ferret. And it's I thought it would be cool if like next year at San Diego Comic Con they could do the twins, but do mm. them in that old school packaging that kind of had the yeah, mirrors the on mirrors. the side. Oh, yeah. That was the best part of it. I loved it. That'd be really cool. That'd be great. That'd be a great San Diego Comic Con exclusive too. Remi- remind me to send you the Action Force, the UK version of the Crimson Twins commercial because it is. You'll love it. It's hilarious. And it's got like awesome. British kids yelling all over it. Like, you know, <laughs> all right, Tomex, things like that. You know, these like really say, I'm, I'm British. I can't even do the accent that they do. Like, it's, it's hilarious. Like, it's like, hey, Tomex, could we come out and turn this head? Maybe we should make out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kiss Tomex. All right, Tomex. <laughs> Why are you putting your tongue up there, mate? <laughs> anyway, right, yeah, let's. I'll stop. Wait, you, just have, five you, up. you guys have a you guys have a PG show, right? I, want, I just want to clarify. PG thirteen. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll stretch out okay. to the PG thirteen. I'm going to drop yeah. some c words later. Then definitely. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wait, wait. Which c word? <laughs> Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander. Oh, Cobra oh, Commander. <laughs> Eric, do you still have a lot of friends over at Hasbro? Yeah, I have, I have, I have some, um, 
I don't have a lot of friends. That's the, <laughs> the whole. <laughs> I mean, I have some over there. Actually, a, a lot of the people that I w was there with um, have left and moved on, actually. Uh, so there, there's still a few there, um, you know, but I, I'm so busy with between family and every, and the company that I. Family, I, whatever. I know, right? I, I have hardly any time <laughs> to do anything with anyone. And since then, all of them have started families and stuff. So I'm sure they're in the same boat. Like, it, you know, it's not like I see them all unless, you know, we go out of our way to do it other than, you know, the, the occasional comment and back and forth on Facebook or something like that. But most of them, I don't think I've seen in person since Hascon, which the main reason I went there was to see people that I haven't, haven't seen in a long time. That was a fun show. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Yeah, that was. Did that you was guys get to show. see the the Joe Retro line when you guys went to that? Did they have that revealed at all? Oh no, that was that was a long time ago. Hascom, yeah. Hascom was like a couple of years ago. <coughs> excuse me, like 2018, 2017. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going further back. Like 20, 2012. 20, 20, yeah. <laughs> was it the year three? 2001. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was the Cretaceous period that Hascom was. Uh... That's when they revealed the Dino Hunters. <laughs> that's where i get the intro to all of our songs the big bang uh all, the intro to all of our episodes is the yes. uh, the news burst and the comic it's all just the big bang i recorded it at the time that's when hascon was um no i'm kidding so <laughs> no the, um, the retro line okay so that was revealed right so we've like we have legitimately known i've legitimately known about the retro line since last year I've known wow. of it as a of, uh, as an idea almost in um, in its inception, and I'm not giving away my sources. <laughs> of course, but, but that in that kind of information has kind of you know grown into this. It was almost it almost felt like I just didn't believe it was going to be true because it was so <laughs> long in coming, yeah. and then eventually it was revealed. And I, I have to know, I knew about the retro line. I did not know that it was going to be modern figures. So that was that. Apart from there was one element along the way that cropped up and said, "Hey, I think it's going to be modern on vintage card." And I'm like, "Nah, can't be." And it was. That's what it turned out to be. So yeah. yeah. Was it a letdown for you? Yes and no, because like I, I, I don't. I think I would have been you know, again. Like it's gonna it's gonna sound. Weird. I'm very positive about this brand. Like I'm I'm always I'm always looking for the the positives in the brand. It's I'm I've committed a lot to the brand in my years <laughs> so therefore like i feel um you know obviously eric, eric you, you've worked on the bloody brand i mean that's that's a different <laughs> level completely and and i want to hear your thoughts on this in a second but from my particular perspective like it, it was a little disappointing for me because those particular figures have seen recent release now yeah the fact that like and, and it's all little things that kind of bug me like the fact that like the figures don't match the card art, that for me is, is kind of a weird one. Because like, there's an yeah. absolutely perfect Storm Shadow with no hood, sleeveless more or less, with you know, like, the exact look of that original style figure, which you could have put in that, that, card, that card. And I probably would, I would have been like, eh, you know, cool. But we haven't seen that for actually quite a few years. The, the figures they've put in there, the Snake Eyes and the Storm Shadow, have literally were the last things we saw at Toys R Us before it imploded. So yeah. it, it's like, you know, it feels so fresh and we're getting it just on a different card. It, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not at that level. I mean, I, I'm a completist, which is annoying, but it's changed <laughs> in the last, like, I don't know, maybe a year or two years. Uh, I've kind of, like, begun to, pick, you know, I've, I've been able to pick and choose in a sense because we haven't had much to, to actually buy. Right. But... 
when this came out, this was the, one of those first moments where I was just like, you know what? I have those vehicles. I have those figures. I'm okay. And that was really the source of my less than positive kind of response to it. Um, there was an element of disappointment, absolutely. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad they're going modern because it means that the modern like figure line continues and that we may get figures that haven't been released in the past released. So, you know, silver line. Yeah. Yeah. I had actually just purchased a huge lot of the 25th and 50th figures. So oh, yeah, when I, I heard, heard you talk about that on your episode, that recent episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around, I, gosh, I probably have about 60 of them now and I bought yeah. 45 of them in one shot. It was awesome. Nice. And I was really hoping with this being a retro line, it was going to go back to like the swivel arm and the O-ring yeah, yeah. and the whole bit. <laughs> That's what I was really hoping for. Yeah, and yeah. then I saw the figures and as you mentioned, they're modern and I'm like, man, it's kind of a let, like I would have bought them had I not just bought a whole bunch trying it because I didn't buy any of them when they re-released in 07. I wanted them couldn't afford them so that's why i went back and bought them now so had i yeah. not bought all those i'd be fully on board with this so mm. for those joe fans that missed out in the 2000s on that 25th and 50th yeah i think this is a good place to jump in but i agree with you on the card art you're going like 82 yeah but the snake eyes doesn't not, match yeah. that card art at all he's got the visor <clears throat> and not the look on the card that original figure that original figure the one that they, they've re-released has the commando head as an impact yeah. When it was a, 50, a 40th figure or whatever when it came out, like it had the commando head. So yeah. the, the fact that it, it's not in there is like crazy. There's also, there's also a couple of things to remember here. There should have been a movie out in October, November time, and that yeah. has been pushed. And like the, there hasn't been any talk about it, right. but it, it seems almost certain it's getting pushed to 2021. Mm. And because of that, if that film had been coming out, this, these, this line would have lined up a little bit with it, I think. It, it, you know, not it's, given COVID and all that kind of jazz. You'd have had this lineup of Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Baroness, who were going to be in that film. So it almost, I think, from a marketing perspective, makes sense to a degree. But the, even Baroness, like, there's a better head. Mm. has only... A been released once in a mm. San Diego Comic-Con ex exclusive, so it's expensive. Like, they could have put that on her. Instead, they put out a Baroness figure that's been released, like, three times yeah. already. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh my god, like, we don't really need, nobody needs that figure again. I was a little disappointed with the eventual release, but it doesn't surprise me that that was what they did. Mm. But I, a couple, uh, a couple of years ago, I sold off all my modern Joes, and I shifted back to doing, like, vintage yeah and my vintage collection was small and now i've gotten rid of that again so yeah you know this is i'm very finicky and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> the um, around your conveyor belt basically, yeah isn't it? <laughs> um, the uh but like i uh when i started to get back into the vintage stuff i realized that it was it was creeping up in in value and oh, getting God, much yeah. more expensive and on top of that a lot of the stuff especially from 82 83 is breaking down mm. the plastic so yeah. they're crumbling falling apart so changing really colors changing colors like yeah. it's really hard to find uh anybody that's that was molded in the same color as a uh, zap stealer stalker uh wild bill all of that specific color green it's crumbling like a cookie now it kind of makes me wish I'd, I'd invested in like that Vatican City kind of library 
kind of temperature controlled room system like the angels and demons movie yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so like i would have you could just imagine all of your gi joes in there just like in this like friggin like suspended animation just like yeah. i do not break do not in, inside that bubble do your if your o-ring goes i'm ripping you off and i'm fixing you and yeah. i'm sticking you back on and claiming that you're well, that, mint that, you know, that's, <laughs> with vintage figures the o-ring eventually degrades and breaks no yeah. matter how no matter how you store it or anything it, it eventually degrades and breaks mm. even if it's mint in package so but you can unscrew them and take them apart and put a new o-ring in but if you take apart, like the ones I mentioned, Stalker, Steeler, all of them, if you take them apart, yeah. the screw boss just crumbles into pieces. Yeah. Mm. So I was kind of hoping that the, um, I also, I, just to segue for a second, I also know that the O-ring build doesn't pass Hasbro's quality standards anymore. So that that's a huge, huge deal. And um, so I was actually hoping that they were going to re-engineer the body to have something like what, what we refer to at Boss Fight as the faux ring, which uh, is what we designed for the Marauder Task Force figures. So it moves and operates just like the old O-ring Joes, but, but there's no rubber piece or metal or screw involved. Oh. Um, it's actually like a ball snap, but it, it works and stuff. If you ever have a chance to check out one of the Marauder uh, Task Force figures, that, that's, they've got a faux, what we refer to as a faux ring. I was kind of hoping that they were going to take the original sculpts and retool them with that kind of build that wouldn't degrade and come apart. And people could get those old figures affordably. Um, you know they're not going to go back and make all 600 or whatever figures that were in the vintage line. And if any collector picks them up, they're going to be able to tell whether it's vintage or not. Mm -hmm. There's ways around this. And I, I was kind of, I think I was kind of hoping for something a little bit more creative. I was a little bit worried that it was going to be, you know, we'd have to go through the like, 82, 83, 80, you know, we'd have to kind of go through those years again. Yeah. Um, like before we got started getting to like, you know, I don't know, characters that we haven't seen. 485. Before. Oh, yeah. yeah. But like, you know, but like not necessarily even characters we've seen in the past, but like, you know, like new stuff. And I was kind of like, kind of grappling with like, you know, I wonder what we're actually going to get if they are O-rings. And I think I would have I would have generally been quite like yeah that, I'm I'm happy it exists it's great to see and I might even have gone into like Target or Walmart or what sorry Walmart because it wasn't at Target I'd have gone into Walmart and said you know if I'd seen one pick one up and been like yeah I'm probably buying this so <laughs> so that probably would have happened look if if they if they had re-engineered it to be sturdier and longer lasting it would be mm. it would be a nice thing to pick up in addition yeah. especially if they had added if they'd went through and started to add like new characters in that vintage style that were never done back then like yes. the dawn, like the dawn snake eyes or twin <coughs> or you know like yeah. characters from the comics or the, or the tv show you know they 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 could have done that and i would i would have assumed if they were going back to o-ring that o-ring vintage style that they it still would have been a best of it w wouldn't be 82, 83, 84. Yeah, yeah. It would have been yeah. a best of character choice. It would have cost them a fortune to go through the entire... Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now that, that, that would have required all new tooling, which is very expensive. Yeah. So yeah. I understand why they did what they did. Like, I get it. Um, I mean, they have just... I mean, they have dumped, what, hundreds of thousands into the classified line, it would appear, because you were seeing oh, yeah, yeah. new tooling That's almost be on every figure. Budget. And Yeah, I mean, like... Yep. 
Cobra Commander, the new one they just released, it, you know, you'd think, well, like, you know, they're just reusing the, the tool again. But the secondary is different. There's a cape that's different. Yeah. There's like, yeah. or there's a load of new pieces with it that are different. And you're kind of thinking, okay, well, that's all new tooling. Uh, it's not been, it's not, they're not taking it from elsewhere. And then you look at the, the, the rest of the line and it's only Snake Eyes, the Red Ninja that share parts, and then Roadblock and Gung Ho uh, that share parts. And you're kind of like, wow. You know, they, they are literally dumping a lot of money into this. So th- there's no way yeah. they, could, they could do the same kind of level of reproduction for it. was always going to have to be a reissue of what, that, what was the cheapest option. And I should have realized that really when, I, when we were, you know, contemplating this at the time. Any concern about the repetitive nature of the names coming out? Like three Cobra Commanders, two Destros, two Snake Eyes, and they've technically only done one wave released so far. It seems there's a lot of repetitive. And I mean, I know those are big names and they're going to move, but yeah. it's kind of frustrating. There's other names you want to see, like Firefly, like the Twins, yeah, you know, yeah. just to throw out a Cobra Soldier. And we keep well, getting repetitive. I mean, I mean, you guys know for, like how it works as well in the industry. I know because you're obviously, you know, with wrestling figures and stuff like tooling yes. is, is such an expensive you know, part of the process. And I'll leave Eric to talk about this because obviously he, he knows a hell of a lot more than I do about this. But like, that aspect of it basically means that repaints have to exist for them to re- get the return on the tooling, um, even, in, even in short periods of time. But I have to agree. With, I think what, what we're seeing at the moment as well, before Eric takes us through uh, how tooling works, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, what we're seeing at the moment is we're seeing a, COVID, a diet COVID version of what we would have seen in reality given a normal year's worth of release. Um, so obviously a bunch of these figures were, were destined for San Diego Comic-Con exclusives and they were always going to be fun, goofy things that would have been, yeah. you know, like repaints possibly, but then also maybe like a, another figure or what, what have you. So Cobra Commander and Destro in those ridiculous colors and everything, that kind of makes sense for San Diego and you could yeah. see it and it was, you know, a lot of premium elements gone into it. The, they wanted to open with Snake Eyes you know, he's the biggest character. Makes they sense, did it with, yeah. Did it, with, did it with the deluxe. He was always going to be the mystery, fig, the mystery figure yeah. in the wave <laughs> as a repaint. <laughs> you know, we, we kind of were thinking maybe he's got the commando head, maybe, some other, maybe he's got timber with him, and it was really just a black repaint. And you're kind of like, you know, fair enough. When you look at, if you look at that first wave, you're looking at Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes, and then all new figures, right? You know, you've got uh, Roblox, Duke, Scarlet, Destro. And it's like, cool, that's a bloody brilliant wave one. Fantastic. Solid, yeah. Then we had the network debacle. Should we talk about that? <laughs> Do we have to? Oh. No. Oh. So <laughs> that was I'm weird. I'm tired of everyone whine about that. <laughs> interestingly enough, the, the two, the Regal variant and the, and the regular dark blue, they were actually, the Regal variant, we're not, we weren't supposed to see that for probably until like 2021 or like late of this year, right? So the fact we get those two simultaneously because of that complete and utter like implosion of logic, <laughs> because that happened. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah, I'm trying to be positive. Because that <laughs> happened, um, we got two Cobra Commanders where we would have just had the one Cobra Commander and we'd have been like, cool, we've got a Cobra Commander, fantastic. And then SDCC would have come along and we'd have got another Cobra Commander and we'd be like, yay, this is amazing. And then much, much further down the line, we would have seen the recall. So I think we're looking at a, a compressed timeline 
of activity here and i think oh what's happened have they have they revealed something well i haven't been paying they attention just Eric. revealed going up for tomorrow at beachhead amazing yeah, oh yes he's got a beret he's got a I removable beret he got the beret because because the original figure had the beret was tucked into his uh shoulder Oh, this is amazing. So I think that's great that he has the beret. Sorry, guys. Completely. Sorry. Scotty derailed. Scott, you jumping on that one, man? Oh, I'm all over it. Beachhead's one of my favorite characters, dude. I'm all over it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, though, I'm offended that we're getting Beachhead before Stalker because he was clearly the better Ranger. Uh, I'm not going (laughs) to argue with that. I love Stalker. Stalker was my favorite. Stalker was my favorite Joe. So it's it's Tundra Stalker for me. Sorry, guys. Oh, no. I'm all for for any version of Stalker. It could be like talking battle commanders with his white leopard pants and (laughs) yellow. Oh, my God. This sorry, I've got to talk more. This 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 beachhead is insane. Special missions Cobra Island is written on the box. Oh wow! Holy crap! The art is insane. Oh my god! This is this is this is the best thing ever. Sorry guys, I don't care. That literally just happened. Like yeah, this this just happened four minutes ago. Oh my goodness! With the crossbow and this red gun. Very cool. Should, can we wrap this up then, guys, so I can do my news burst? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to, just kidding. If you want to jump kidding. off and jump back on, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, take, it takes me like two hours to do it. So, <laughs> Eric, I have a quick question for you. So, what causes color change to a figure? For example, Scott and I have a Hogan Hasbro. I think it was the Hulkster hug, if I'm not mistaken. And if you look on the bottom of the feet literally it's turned green almost like mold what causes something like that well it, it depends on the plastic is i i, I don't i don't have i've, I've never more, had that figure there's oh, more you're kidding me there's more roadblock oh my god another one another ro- a different version of roadblock and his original look i don't know what to call it it's nothing like i've ever seen before in my life can I I'm say, not even kidding. I got to say, this is great seeing you guys like get all excited about this. There's another one. Whoa. <laughs> Cobra Dude. Trooper, baby. Cobra Trooper. There it is. I just said Cobra Trooper and we get it. Look at that. The heavens like opened that. and dropped a Cobra Trooper. I like that new uh, Roblox vest. We'll, we'll get to your question Cobra in a minute, obviously. But... No, we won't. I have literally don't care what's going on now. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop interrupting now because that is the last we'll see. No, there's more. There's more. It's Baroness and a motorcycle. It's not Snake Eyes. It's Baroness. Oh, do you have a picture of her? Oh, my God. I can't even. I can't even right now. I just can't even. (laughs) I'm running out of things to, like, share. Like, I don't even. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I've just got a lot of work on when I leave this later on. That Cobra Trooper is sweet. Oh my goodness. The removable helmet. Yes. Those are all going for pre-order tomorrow. He's yeah. got goggles. Keep, keep it down, guys. I'm trying to retweet and re <laughs> <laughs> He's multitasking. Oh my god, that is oh. amazing. What motorcycle is that? Looks like something a Kira would drive. Cobra Trooper out of the package. I love oh, the that goggles. is sick. Yes. Baroness looks good too. Damn. I need to see Baroness. We gotta see this. Oh, sorry. I was showing my wife. And she had the same picture up as well, which is hilarious. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah. And she, she's Nailed got it. like, 
they just all black they've got her in all black so i guess the regular version will have like all the ornate color on her shoulders and yeah stuff. that's a that's a cool it's a kind of a made-up motorcycle it's kind of very uh little akira-ish oh yeah yeah definitely akira elements in that can this i say, very nice can i say that none of this is getting edited out because oh, i no, love the reactions fun the, the reactions is fantastic because this is what I'm going Diego... to sound horrible on this episode. This is going to be people like this. Chris is horrible. He literally just railroaded it and like shouted at the top of but, his voice. But you know what? This is the week of San Diego Comic Con. This is what it's all about. Whether yeah. it's wrestling figures, GI Joes, fingers crossed, mask maybe. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Anyway. Somebody knows something and they're not saying. Somebody knows something. Are you, t- are you I, pointing I at me? Nothing. I'm pointing at anyone in the room. Nothing. The only thing I know about Mask is the uh, movie news, which we get every couple of months, which is yes. either, was it um, F. Gary Gray to direct last year? And actually, that was probably almost two years ago now. And then just recently, Chris Bremner was put on as a writer for the, the, for the Mask, you know, the development of a Mask movie. And he did Bad Boys for Life, I think. I think it was. Um, but you know, yeah, so I think they're going for something like Fast and the Furious meets that kind of, you know, super action type thing. Yeah. And do they tie it into the G.I. Joe universe like that rumor from a few years ago? We have no I mean, there was all right, there was a whole John Cena thing where he posted recently on Instagram, didn't yes. he? he posted them up, but a lot of people were saying that, you know, because he he just posts random stuff just for the for the sake yeah, of it. Yeah. Like it's just to let <laughs> Yeah. And half the time you can't see him. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's just a blank Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, let's backtrack a bit to your question about the Hogan legs. I, I don't have that Hogan. Um, are his legs soft? No, it was a it was a Hulkster hug Hasbro Hulk Hogan. So he's he's all ABS, like he's all very hard plastic. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. That's a weird thing to happen to ABS. ABS will fade in color, <coughs> but mm-hmm. it usually doesn't like darken in color. So that's kind of strange. Um, like a lot of the color change, it, it happens differently between ABS and PVC. Like ABS, it's usually a discoloring. Like you'll see a lot of storm shadows or even the uh, version one Cobra Commander. And, mm-hmm. and all vintage Joes are entirely ABS. So they're all like very hard plastic. That's why all their thumbs broke and their crotches broke and stuff like that. But you'll see it with like Cobra Commander and Storm Shadow or Snow Job and stuff where it like it turns yellow. Mm-hmm. Like Cobra Commander kind yep. of turns like a greenish color. But like PVC actually sometimes it gets like sticky and tacky. And mm-hmm. sometimes it does start to kind of grow like str- What are we talking about, by the way? <laughs> just, just, I just heard just sticky and tacky up. and it starts to grow. That's yeah. This, no. um, <laughs> this was that itch we were discussing. Oh, okay, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the itchy burning sensation, yeah. Um, <laughs> But like like strawberry shortcake, um, gets my, my my wife collects my wife collects strawberry shortcake. So I, <laughs> but vintage strawberry shortcakes will get this like kind of like mold in in the plastic, and it's like inside the plastic, and it has to do with the uh, the scent that w- was added to the plastic. Oh, that makes Man. sense. Um, so so, like, so it, Stinkor, what's he going to look like now? Oh God, I, I, <laughs> he just disintegrates. Yeah, moss <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, gosh <laughs> like so so it really has to do with the plastic but like with pvc it's because the plastic is breaking down like actually starts to come up like into internally the chemicals that were used to bind it start to break down mm-hmm. that's why sometimes it gets like sticky 
like like there are vintage figures that were uh, that will get sticky and, and sometimes they're not even that old i opened up what, one of my tubs I, I collect aquaman stuff so i had a whole big tub of aquaman stuff and i pulled out one of the mattel black manas from what it's six seven years ago mm-hmm. and the figure was just this sticky gooey tacky mess and he was all soft like you could bend him and every like he just can't, was completely breaking down i ended up having to throw him away i'm like dude I, oh. can't, I can't fix this i can't do anything about it and if i go and buy another one they're all doing that now like it's not because of the way i stored it or anything mm-hmm. like that so this is one of those things like i mean the, the, the truth is toys were made for kids and they don't expect them to become collector's items <laughs> and be bought 30 years later by adults. <laughs> so Jeff, so, this backs up our mint on card argument. That's actually true. He for says with stuff. loads of mint on card figures behind yeah, him. I know, right? Yeah. For, <laughs> as, they're, <laughs> as they're proudly displayed behind me. <laughs> for vintage, mint, mint on card is almost the way to go. It's, it, it's, it's, I mean, for G.I. Joe, it's not because eventually the O-ring will break, but for a lot of the other lines, it is, it's a lot of fun to just kind of have it, especially with the visual and the nostalgia of the card and the, yep. you know, mm-hmm. everything like that. Well, that's what Scott's doing is he's going back with all the Joes and he's just collecting them all loose. But for his wrestling yeah. figures, he keeps them all mint on card. So my argument is I can't go to a convention and have Snake Eyes sign an action figure, but I can go to a convention and have Brutus Beefcake sign an action figure. So that's yeah. why I keep wrestling mint on card. Joes, I have to open. But I wanted to go back to the retros for a second, the G.I. Joe retro line. The thing I'm most excited about is not the figures, it's the vehicles. Because if there was one awesome feature of the ARAH line back in the day, it was the vehicles. Mm. My favorites were the hovercraft, the Tomahawk, which was renamed the Eagle Hawk, obviously the aircraft carrier. I'm wondering, with the retros, are we going to get a slew of vehicles? We've already seen two for three figures. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that's going to be a trend that continues where it's three figures and two vehicles at a time, or if they're going to expand it even more if it sells well. Well, I can tell you that the um, next wave is uh, actually just three figures, no vehicle, and it is uh, Destro, Roadblock, Scarlet. And then okay. there is also wave three has been found, has been unearthed, um, and that is three figures and a helicopter vehicle. They don't know what the helicopter is going to be, Oh. Um, I would imagine, based on the fact that you've had Ore Striker and His Tank so far, in terms of like a size representation, you're probably looking at something like a Fang or probably at the most a Dragonfly. But it, yeah. it's, okay. all, you know, it's kind of that's up in the air as to they don't know what the actual vehicle is. How cool, but they know how that cool it's would in a it be? If, how cool would it be, though, if it was like the Locust? that's like an awesome vehicle from like much later on but it's such a cool vehicle so cute so hoping for a rattler or an eagle hawk is just right now probably out of the question not necessarily i think um it depends how the the line goes i think what would you say eric yeah i would say i would say it depends on the uh how the sales go in in overall so far so good i mean all the pre-orders are gone yeah um, which was funny because the amount of moaning I saw online was yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was like yes. watching again. It was like watching on the network app and seeing all those oh, angry God. emojis <laughs> and think, think, yes. like middle finger emojis. <laughs> like, I have never seen this much Jesus fire on on a chat message board in my life, and yeah. it was just insane. It was it was like that the other day when they were talking when they were on the Hasbro stream. They, Hasbro Pulse even had to say at one point, guys. 
let's keep it civil, shall we? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> is there ever talk to redo cartoons or anything like that? Like, because when we were kids, the cartoons kind of pushed the toys. Is there ever talk to ever do a G.I. Joe cartoon ever again? Or have you guys I heard mean, any rumblings or anything? The, the last time they tried was Renegades, correct? Which was awesome. Renegades. Oh, I, Renegades, Renegades might Love be my favorite, my favorite yeah. cartoon of G.I. Joe. And um, I know after Renegades, there was talk for, there were a couple of different pitches, but n- none of it really came of anything that I know of or that I recall. Um, you know, what, one of the things that keeps Transformers alive is the fact that there's always been a cartoon almost every year mm-hmm. of some kind. Um, oh, and uh, the, occasionally they might bring a shit movie out. That, oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. That takes too. like even, 20 even bucks. That, though, <laughs> even for, for dec- a decade before that, though, there was always, there was, you know, robots in the Animated, sky. Was, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. even before animated, there was like all those other ones. Yeah. That kept the brand alive. Whether they, you know, whether, again, like whether they were good or not is completely irrelevant and, and quite frankly, up to the person watching them like they always had something and um with gi joe they just kind of don't what was it what what did gi joe so it was like obviously we had uh it was sunbow deke then we had sigma six was that that was almost yeah. immediately afterwards wasn't it spy troops spy joe troops versus cobra before, just the spy troops and joe versus cobra stuff was before for sigma, sigma six. six um oh there was the uh so, the savage Oh yeah, and extreme, extreme and Sergeant Savage. Yes, but none of yes. those were long lasting. No, a couple of seasons on it for and, extreme. And, I think. and right. the Joe vs. Cobra slash uh, Spy Troop stuff was all direct to DVD feature, and you, you, feature yeah, film and, type things, and yeah. usually only came with a toy. Like yeah. so, if you weren't already how many? Joe, Can I just ask how many DVDs you have of those when you? Because oh, every, like every figure you got, or every. <laughs> It was so bad, Eric turned into a robot then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was so angry, he turned into a battle android trooper. <laughs> so you were probably given a mess load of those at Hasbro. Almost every day, somebody was cleaning out their office just to clean it. And there were these spots throughout the building where there would be like a cardboard sign that said free with an arrow and they would put a box of stuff out <laughs> and almost every day in that box were those gi joe dvds from <laughs> cobra era and sigma six um, i bet i bet every office had them as like coffee uh like yeah little, they were like, just like a little yeah, yeah Coast, coaster like coasters <laughs> amazing <laughs> so what else are you guys looking forward to at san diego comic-con outside of gi joe like are you guys also looking forward to Transformers? Yes. <laughs> so, so I'm I am a I'm kind of purely into uh, collecting masterpiece, uh, uh-huh. which is the worst decision I've ever made yes. in my entire life, based <laughs> on how much that. It. Oh, I mean, it's great, but at the same time, it's one of those things where you're like, I'm going to just have to get them after I've built up thousands and thousands of dollars, and you know, and then buy two of them but and yeah, every, it's, it's, every subsequent one goes up by like 20 bucks i know oh, <laughs> it's insane it's like, oh yeah well mega beast wars megatron it's got this that and the other i'm like i don't care it's not 380 dollars yeah. or whatever it was worth <laughs> i mean like wow 
it's okay like, when it was like at one thirty, one fifty for the big stuff, and then like on like seventy 80, and eighty 70, for the 80, like for the, the mid range. Yeah, yeah. Then the mid range were hit one twenty, like yeah. And I'm like, RC oh, is God, like I ridiculous. Yeah, she's like one thirty. Um, she now, yeah. I think. I'm I'm super excited about uh, to see more of the Red Transformers line, mm-hmm. which is the uh, their six inch. They don't transform, but they look just like the old Sunbow show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're super articulated, like the classified line or Marvel Legends. And I'm kind of excited about that to see it, what what else we. I have pre-ordered the first three, uh, the Prime and Megatron and Soundwave, and we'll see who else we get. Um, I think the rumors are Bumblebee and Starscream will be the next ones. Nice. Um, plus, plus, there's some ones from the other shows, but I'm not going to collect those. I'm just going to collect the Sunbow ones. So I, I totally wiped out who those characters are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do like, I, I think the, the standard line that Transformers has, like the, the trilogy line, we'll call it, because it's always like a trilogy of yeah. like, you know, releases where it's like, Earthrise and Siege and yeah. you know War for Cybertron this and War for Cybertron that and you know Party on Cybertron and uh, I fell over and stubbed my toe on Cybertron line <laughs> 625 <laughs> but like that, that line has been not it, it's not only has it been consistent there's also been like elements of improvement throughout it yes. as well and now we're looking at like the newest iteration of that with what I think is looking to be a better cartoon than we've had attached yeah, to Siege and I mean, some of those CGI animations I really struggled to watch more so yeah. than, you know, when you go back and you watch like old car- 80s cartoons, you think, yeah, I haven't seen this in years. And you watch it and you're like, oh, but there's a reason actually for some of them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It's like purely nostalgia driven sometimes. And um, in the case of some of those Transformers, I just found it really hard work. So this new iteration of that kind of standard line that you see in Target and, and Walmart and stuff, I, I think they're amazing. But if yeah. I got involved in that, I would have to probably get a new, I don't know, house to <laughs> fit it all in. And, yep. then, and then I'd quickly find out that I couldn't afford a new house and would end up <laughs> homeless, living <laughs> surrounded by toys. <laughs> in a climate-controlled room. <laughs> in the Vatican. Yes. <laughs> it's like a humidor and stuff like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So everything in the aisles now is 80s, right? Like all of the lines that we grew up with as kids, and we've talked about this on Fully Posable a lot. Isn't it weird that when you walk down a toy aisle now, it's all the stuff that we grew up with? Like what's it going to take to get a new toy line off the ground and launched? Is it the tried and true cartoon slash comic? Or is it going to have to come from a different media? But what's, gonna, what's it going to take for the next toy line to launch that isn't just recreating what we had as kids in the 80s? Well, good, I, I, good point. I'll tell you, the kids don't watch cartoons the way they did. Agree. Kids don't read comics. Hell, adults don't read comics anymore. <laughs> um, the uh, kids, kids stopped playing with toys earlier than we did. Like, yes. Reading like, comics. Who's left? Yeah, I want to know. I, I want to know if, if they're not if if humans people, aren't reading comics, Eric. Who are reading who, comics? The people who make the comics buy oh, the comics. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> they're like all supporting each other. That's um, the, the. I thought uh, there was. But, I thought there was a species we hadn't. I wasn't aware of that you yeah. hadn't divulged <laughs> to me. The Morlocks read comics in the sewers. The, oh, okay, fine. the amphorbians. 
who live under <laughs> underneath they they buy them um but like kids kids stop playing with toys around seven or eight now where we stopped playing with toys around you know 13 14 like it was it's such a different thing now it's hard to aim to keep kids interested in a toy line because of that and and you know this isn't every kid obviously there there are kids right you know um toys almost across the line are like aimed at nostalgia now and 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 it's about just kind of you know, you don't, you you need to bring kids in, but you also need to be able to bring the adult collector in. And so the answer to that is, I, I'm not sure because video games don't seem to sell toys. What people really need is uh, to buy Boss Fight Studios original toy line, Vitruvian Hacks. <laughs> and get, that's where the creativity is for Brilliant. children. Brilliant. <laughs> well <laughs> done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that's the the other thing i mean and we did this at boss fight where we we wanted to create a new line so we did um and it's not just mature rehacks but we also have i am brilliance coming up and stuff and we we create our lines we do we do the licensed stuff as well but it's so hard to create a new line when i was at hasbro we would you know almost every year we would put together pitches for something new and unless it had already been done or already been proven by one of the other toy companies, it's, you know, nobody, you know, the, the higher ups don't want to take the chance. And it, it becomes, it's like a, the industry is a snake eating its own tail type of thing where Hasbro won't do something unless Mattel has already proven it can be done. And Mattel won't do something unless Hasbro has already proven it can be done. So yep. it's just like, it's just regurgitate. And then Super 7 just keeps keep proving that something new can be done, but nobody <laughs> follows it. <laughs> yeah. It's I actually Super, interesting. I that, love Super uh, Seven, by the way. <laughs> it's it's actually interesting that you've seen a lot of toy companies coming out, coming up, like Super Seven, like Funko, like Aneka, who are, studio. No, I'm, well, hang on. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, do, do I have to mention them? <laughs> Boss Fight Studio. Sorry, I just got a, I got an evil look. Uh, you know, like all, all these kind of companies kind of coming up and like releasing, and and you can see that they're all getting bigger and bigger. And I wonder, yeah. I mean, obviously Hasbro is a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Um, Mattel's not far yeah. off. Probably is also kind of you know not too far off that as well. Um, and especially in terms of like legacy in the game those two always lead the way yeah. but i wonder at what point what at what point do we get to that that moment where like one of those companies you know because super seven seems to be dramatically expanding in yeah. a short period of time mm -hmm. um NECA have always been that kind of company that does those things stays in their lane but they've expanded in a way where it's but more so on, and still with the licenses that they hold generally, like they, they're doing really well with the licenses they have. And obviously the kind of ridiculous <laughs> rise that Funko have had yes. from, from, you know, point A to like where we are now. Uh, and, and they're, like, you know, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to leave Boss Fight out, don't worry, because Boss Fight are also <laughs> dramatically expanding to the point where you've got too many licenses that, that it's a real struggle to, to ever sleep ever again, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god it, it, all, all of us are so overworked at this point we need like five more people to like handle everything but like we don't but we can't we can't expand if we expand that fast we'll collapse so like there's a you know there's a, i would like to point out that all these companies that you mentioned funko NECA, 
Super 7 and Boss Fight, we were like Boss Fight is just starting to to kind of have some stuff that's aimed specifically at kids. Like but like guns. Super yeah, guns. <laughs> like, um, aim, aiming them specifically. Yeah. <laughs> um but like the like Super 7 and NECA, like they don't do anything for kids like everything is nostalgia and, and mm. an adult collector which is mm. fine and and we, we, you know for the most part that's most of what we do as well but you know our goal as a company is to be a toy company not just a collector company and not just an action figure company we want to expand and, and continue to expand i want 30 years 40 years from now when i'm retiring i want to see that the company is going to keep going um mm. without me mm. and you know like that's that's kind of the goal and so we'll we'll see if that if we can pull that off. But. <laughs> I wonder I wonder um, if uh, Kenna will ever come. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> they've been consumed by the uh, the machine. Well, that's the the other thing is is all of us smaller companies like we're never going to actually compete with Ke- with Mattel and Hasbro because over the decades they have absorbed all these other companies and their intellectual properties with them they could just flick a switch and pop on and go and run with it and, and it's already well known so what about like a company like jazzwares that's doing the aew line do you think that i'm not going to say they're going to be able to ever compete with hasbro or mattel but do you think that they'll make a climb because they do have the Fortnite figures they do have the aew license do you think that they'll slowly climb up or anything you know, jazzwares acquired wicked cool toys wicked yeah Yep, and that and if you remember, initially the AEW line was being announced that it was Wicked Cool Toys' license, and yep. and, mm-hmm. and then it kind of switched, and it, everybody realized that Jazzwares bought them, so they were like, oh, you know what, it's Jazzwares. So now it's just kind of being referred to as Jazzwares, <laughs> but um, which is fine. I, I'm that's not a, a that's not a dig. I'm just bringing it up that that they did absorb at least one other smaller company, and Wicked Cool Toys was doing amazing stuff. Uh, um, mm-hmm. not just with the wrestling stuff that they were doing with like the rings and the accessory sets and stuff, but they were also doing this, like if you, you walk down like the girls aisle in Target, so much stuff in there that was selling like crazy mm-hmm. um, was Wicked Cool Toys. Like they they had this, like they, they were like knocking it out of the park in, in the industry. And um, here's what, like what I say about us, and I would imagine this true about Jazzwares or Spin Master or any of those kind of mid-tier, char- mid-tier characters, mid-tier, mid-tier <laughs> companies, um, you're in a movie yeah we, we don't <laughs> we don't have to have the same we don't have to make the same amount of money that hasbro does right we don't have to have the Hang same really? profit margin no um, um, I'm, um, I'm quitting then that's why, that's why we can't afford anybody but <laughs> but for us us what a, for us and i imagine it's true with the small what we see as a success and as a profit hasbro would laugh at They'd mm-hmm. be like, "That's not that. That's not success." Well, for us, it is because there's only ten of us. Right, <laughs> there's ten of us that work in the company. It's all relative. Yeah, yeah, like you know. But so it's just kind of one of those things. Like I think it's relative, and I think I'm, I'm I really wish Jazz was the best because they their shift in product quality is like been amazing in what they're doing now versus what they were doing, you know, six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that Fortnite line just they knock that out of the park i don't even know the game or play the game or anything like that but that toy line is impressive 
and their AEWs. I just got the Jericho, the little bit of the bubbly Jericho yep. the other day in the mail. And uh, that Jericho was incredible. That figure is fantastic. It's, bubbly Jericho it's, sounds like you know, a move. <laughs> bubbly Jericho. It's, uh, that should be his finisher now. <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he stops being a heel and he goes back to being a face, his move should be a little bit of the bubbly Jericho. Yes. It's, when he t- it's when he tickles them under the ribs. <laughs> yeah, under the grundle. The grundle tickle. The grundle tickle. It's the, uh... it's the worst move ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, the worst move ever is definitely the top rope tea bag, which was my move <laughs> um, that I made up when I worked on a summer camp in New Jersey. <laughs> and obviously, you get on the top rope, obviously. <laughs> And the, 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 guy, the, the other guy would be on the, like, you know, kind of uh, hopefully unconscious, you know, because you don't want to Prefer- be awake for that. Preferably not. You kind of jump off, like, you know, uh, acrobatically. No, no need to flip because that's dangerous. And you almost land seated in the seated position with obviously the undercarriage right in the face and that's the top rope teabag. <laughs> I bet okay. the, person, the person performing the move is going to hurt themselves more yeah. than the guy <laughs> who's a- literally the point of that move. And also, <laughs> I scribbled it down to uh, point it out to Eric Ridlon and Eric Aranya. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, and then the last okay. image is... That one there. <laughs> oh my God. If you want, guys, you can post that on Twitter to go along with the, uh, oh, the episode. Man. I'm just kidding. Boss Fight Studio, always professional. Yeah. <laughs> full force. Full force I, podcast. I don't know what's worse, that move or the stink face from Rikishi. I mean, oh, oh God, yeah. yeah, that was awful. I, I, well, I the top rope time. stink face is the. Uh, <laughs> Which I've drawn here is no, I'm kidding. I that. <laughs> that was just a quick jot right there. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I showed that to you guys. It's <laughs> That's what we're here for, man. That's what we're yeah. here for. The regular Banksy. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm from Britain, so I'll be a Wanksy. <laughs> also, I think Banksy's from Britain as well, so yeah, kind I think of so. defeats. Yeah, I'll be a Wanksy anyway. So, do you guys expect anything from McFarlane at San Diego Comic Con? Oh, maybe... I thought you meant like like oh, an no, email a... or a, or a letter <laughs> or a drink oh. or just anything. No, I Anything, Todd. Jesus. I, I wasn't expecting a top rope tea bag from Todd. Or <laughs> the Todd rope tea bag. <laughs> as far as his D- DC McFarlane's, are you guys expecting anything new out of that? I, I, I would imagine there's mm. going to be more um, that they're going to show. McFarlane doesn't. Oh, no, re- it's, to, it's Toy Fair that they don't really do. They, they kind of do their own Toy Fair online instead. But yeah, they, they're usually at, at San Diego and they. I, I imagine they'll show some stuff over the weekend or uh, over the next week or two, uh, I would imagine. They just revealed a documentary for Todd McFarlane and like the all hell of I his things. I done. believe is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty great title. I know. It's almost like him, you know, because he, he came from pretty much, you know, from nowhere and he just battled and fought and yeah, yeah. that kind of perseverance of being, was it kind of uh, something like 300 uh, letters of, uh, you know, no, basically. And he just yeah. kept trying and kept trying and kept going. And then I'm just going to do it myself then and start yeah. his own thing. You never got really, it's a shame you didn't really get that successful in it, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
we're not talking about him or anything. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think, like Eric, you mentioned that you're a Aquaman fan. Do you expect anything from the DC McFarlane line? Maybe an Aquaman, like old school look? I think it would be cool. Um, for the most part, that line seems very aimed at uh, Batman and Superman right now with the yeah. occasional other character. So <laughs> I, I, I would imagine it'll be a while before we see an Aquaman character in there. But um because, you know, with all the movies coming out, too, I think it'll be, you know, they're, like there's the Wonder Woman figures in it from the movie. I imagine we'll see more movie stuff and then a lot of Batman and Superman because that seems to be what they're, they're focusing in focusing yeah, on. Yeah, loads of kind of like unheard, kind of underground characters that no one's really ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, Batman, yeah. Superman. Nobody knows who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Joker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a, like, oh, I yeah. thought you were calling I thought you were calling me a joker for a second. Yeah. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you're well. Joker. You're Riddler. <laughs> Wanksy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I love I'm changing it. my Twitter handle when I leave this today. <laughs> <laughs> at dot at yeah, at Wanksy eighty is what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> so one thing I noticed was McFarlane actually took a ration of crap for going in a seven inch scale for the DC figures. Do you kind of understand why he took it? Or do you think that you kind of applaud him for thinking outside the box and going for a seven inch style? Uh, I, I think it's fine either way. Uh, you know, most of the DC direct stuff is seven inch. Um, so, I mean, now they seem to be focusing on six inch, but like over the years, a lot of that stuff is seven inch. And um, so these can kind of fit in with that. I think it's fine to, to do a scale that's off. I don't think, I don't th like, I'm, I see a lot of Marvel Legends guys who are like, you know, collectors who are like, well, I would have bought these, but they're not six inch. Right, and in my head, I'm yeah. like, "Are you, you man with Captain America anyway? Like, I would never do that. Like, that's not a that's not how my worlds exist. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you not cross the streams? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, because exactly. I, I just thought it was kind of funny that the Marvel Legend collectors were just kind of like, "No, I'm not gonna buy these because they're in a seven inch scale." And I'm like, "Really? Like, I walk down the aisle and I'm like, whoa, these are cool looking. Like, yeah, if I was they, into comic nice. books." Yeah, I'd be all over these, but and, and if I you mean, measure if you measure most six inch six inch figures, most of them are six and a half to seven inches anyway. Correct. Do you ever measure, do you ever, do you ever measure them against your junk, Eric? Well, yeah, that's how. I mean, that's how I've got the tattoos of the ruler of like. I have to. I have to uh, like times mine. Stars. I have to. I have to multiply mine if I use mine. Like so. <laughs> If this is six inch, one, two, three. Seven, I put it up against eight, there three nine, times, ten, so 11, it's definitely 12. <laughs> this just turned into the Ron Jeremy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, I, what I do he, find interesting I'm sure about he what, measures 12 inches. What, what I do find interesting about what Eric said there is the fact that, like, there are so many different scales, and if, like, you can't really see probably from anywhere from the distance of just over my shoulder. Like, it's all over the place. Like, I've got a Brachiosaurus from Jurassic Park, like, you know, which is, like, massive. Mm -hmm. Then you've got, like, a six-inch figure. And then you've got uh, a, a, a Mega Bloks set. And then you've got, like, they're all, it's like, you know, variety is the spice of life. Yes. And the other aspect of the thing of, like, yeah, why, why does everything have to be, like, uniform six-inch? And even if in real life they're not even the same height. Like, I don't understand that. You know, six-inch yeah. scale and six-inch size toys that's two different things really 
um, like the classified seems to be in like a scale where you've got Roadblock who's taller and Scarlet who's yeah. shorter and so on and so forth. So there's, there's an element of like visual realism to it. Mm-hmm. But I look at like, like, you know, if you look at a Marvel Legends uh, shelf, other than the builder figures and the occasional ridiculous, you know, Sentinel, <laughs> um, you've, you know, you've got pretty much uniform. Th- I'm, not, I'm not having a dig at Marvel Legends because I do, you know, I used to collect well, they're them. Great, and, it's a great oh, and they're great. Yeah. They're amazing. Masters mm. of the Universe classics. Like literally everyone, apart from, like I said, the occasional giant or dragon or something is, you know, friggin' the exact same height in the exact same body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for Masters of the Universe, it is the exact same body. So uh, <laughs> Everyone's in the same workout regime, I'm attorney. Because <laughs> when you look at wrestling figures, they go from these big hunking LJNs down to these Remcos to these small little Hasbros and Galoobs <clears throat> and then back up to Jacks. And it's kind of like you're seeing a history of wrestling yeah. figures. And that's what I love. But one thing is, is that the six inch scale is where the money's at right now. Hmm. What, what hurts the, for, for us? For a smaller company, what hurts a six-inch scale is quantity. Mm -hmm. Um, We can't run the quantities that Mattel or Hasbro can. Yeah. Um, So it it pumps our price up really high, and that 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 really kind of kind of sucks. We're we're hoping, you know, with Lucha that uh, as we open up channels into Mexico, that Lucha's numbers will swell, and we'll we'll be able to keep bringing the price down, or at least stabilize it, and not have to creep it up mm-hmm. any further so you know there there is there is a hope there but you know aew or mattel um they're running way way more than what we are probably at least triple if not more than that than, right. than our numbers um and we just don't have the reach yet as, mm-hmm. as a smaller company well i want to thank both of you for being on christopher did you have something to say I was just going to ask when, <laughs> it's going to be so, something stupid, honestly. When Eric said he's opening up channels to Mexico, I had this vision of like them smuggling Boss Fight Studio Lucha yeah. Libre's over the port. Yeah, it's, like, well, it's, luckily, there's, luckily there's only three miles of a wall to stop us. For, so there's, there's a lot of space for us to just get right over around that border. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank both of you for being on. This has been a blast. Um, oh, I, I didn't, we didn't even touch on Kiss. Like, oh my Scott, God! We didn't even. I thought you meant like we we didn't even kiss. It's like we're not even in the same room, Jeffrey. How no, can we? no, we that's getting to that. That was going to happen the very first time we ever met. But <laughs> <laughs> I was actually referring to the band Kiss. Eric, you are a huge Kiss fan. Was that I your am. first concert? No, my okay. I, Cretaceous so period. Cretaceous yeah, period. I'm going to admit this. Has uh, gone. But my first. my first uh, concert was um, Alabama. Like, oh, okay. Country. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant when the state was when it was when it yes, was. Yes, it was in Alabama. Um, in it was, uh, <laughs> in Alabama. No, I I did. Uh, I'd probably seen a bunch of concerts before Kiss came down to Florida, and um, it, there was a few years there where they did not come to Florida for a while. It, it was very odd, like through through their their non makeup years, and I think it was Animalize or Crazy Nights where they first started coming to Florida again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was Crazy Nights was the first time I saw them. And Scott, our first concert was the revenge tour right your first concert was so i might be able to one-up eric here on first concerts and how embarrassing it is because (laughs) i wanted to go to day on the green at the oakland coliseum where metallica was playing our dad would not let me go see metallica at the oakland coliseum but at great america an amusement park there was a concert the same night as day on the green 
Warrant, Trickster, and Firehouse. <laughs> that was my wow. first concert in that lieu is... of going to see Metallica. Wow. Yeah. Gonna, that's like a lot of hairspray. <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot of Aquanet right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> We're lucky nothing caught on fire that night. Yeah. <laughs> hairspray is just blowing around there. It was bad. But yeah, we first saw Kiss. My first time seeing him was the Revenge Tour. Uh, almost was able to go see him on Hot in the Shade. I missed that one, unfortunately. Hot in the Shade was an amazing tour. See, I wish I could have seen it. I had yeah. a t-shirt from it because a buddy of mine went, but I got a t-shirt from it. But I've been a My Kiss My buddy fan. went to this Kiss tour and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but my older half brothers actually are the ones that got me into kiss i was probably like one one and a half years old and my parents got me a little record player because my brothers told them go buy him hotter than hell i think it was at the time and so i was spinning that thing at yeah. like two years old and i've been a kiss fan ever since as we were talking about before recording uh, your my favorite wedding brother? Was, is it, is it jeffrey or is it is, i was gonna say is it, it's the other ones <laughs> i'm not trying to hurt feelings on the show it's, he is it's, still the host it's the ones that he doesn't see <laughs> <laughs> he i thought you're gonna say it was matt, matt farmer is your uh, favorite brother <laughs> <laughs> oh that's terrific uh, love it but you guys will enjoy this one uh so great white was opening for kiss that night in the oakland coliseum we're sitting there and because it's great white nobody's on their feet right and so we're sitting there and the lead singer comes over to the right side of the stage and he looks over in our general direction and we're sitting in the seats and he looks over and he goes come on everybody get up Scott flips him the bird, right? Throws up the middle finger. He looks directly at Scott and he goes, your mom was on my face last night. <laughs> wow. I look wow. over at Scott and I was like, dude, was that directed at you? And Scott's like, I think it was, dude. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> I, uh, when I, at Revenge, I think, at Revenge, I think Warrant opened for them when I saw them in Florida. I think it was a different band. So okay. it, we I had wanted, Great White, unfortunately. Yeah, it was Great White. I want to say Firehouse, Great White, and then Kiss was on or something like that. Oh, uh, Firehouse was definitely there that night. Okay, so yeah, Firehouse, Great White, and then but Kiss. But they may have switched out, yeah. So what about Chris Jericho doing his Kiss cover band, but it's oh, only I'm, 80s Kiss? I'm all for that. I'm actually more of an yes. 80s Kiss fan than I am like of 70s Kiss. Um, not that I don't love all that stuff too, but I, I really love Bruce Kulick and I, I love like his guitar Eric Carr was an uh, amazing drummer, and I think Eric Singer may have been actually a better drummer even so, even than uh, yeah. Carr was. And um, so I was always a big fan of them without make makeup. I thought they had to step up their game when they took the makeup off and had to kind of scale back their show and write a little bit better song, like better songs and better music. I was actually bummed when they not not that they did the tour together but that they kind of then left like eric and bruce out in the cold afterwards after they yeah. made, it, it was it was so much bigger than they thought it was going to be they did um, unplugged and you could almost see the writing on the wall it was yeah, going that, yeah, to happen yeah the yeah, reunion yeah. it was done but i haven't seen them in years actually since the, like i saw them on their reunion tour that may have been the last time i saw them i i don't i don't think i've seen them since we were gonna oh, sorry was, i thought you were doing the uh, star wars scene there where darth vader says I haven't felt a presence like this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then just walks off and just disappears. 
I just, there, was such a, there was such a dramatic pause after when he said since. I'm like, we, is he just going to walk off? And then we're just going to be standing there like, great, thanks, Tar. We, we almost, just a mic drop. Yeah. We, we almost bought tickets for them in Chicago this summer. And we were going to fly our son out from Montana and, and our daughter lives in, she's going to college in Chicago. And we were, were going to drive there and all of us were going to go see Kiss together. And, um, but then all this craziness happened. What? What do you mean? What happened? COVID with a K. <laughs> 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 yeah. In the Kiss logo. Yeah. Watch, they're going to have shirts now. Watch. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, Jericho's those fir- those first couple of songs of uh, quarantine, as Jericho quarantine. called quarantine with a K, like his band. I'm loving it. Like I think it's great. And the last one had Bruce Kulick actually playing on it, and that was he fun. actually played. Yes. So that was great. Bruce yeah, actually I played. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was actually on the the one of the songs that they did. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you both for being on and taking the time out tonight. This was an absolute blast. I'm glad we had the breaking news that even added <laughs> that was, to that was so much fun. <laughs> that legit added to the show. I mean, just seeing you guys. But you know what's funny is like I'm starting to hear more and more about GI Joe, and I want to go back and watch the '80s cartoons. Uh, Scott's been talking about it, and I'm kind of like, oh, that's Bro's YouTube channel. Yeah, it's like I kind of want to go back and watch. I think it. it's on. I think it's all on Tubi as well. Tubi has it also. Yep. Yeah. I've been watching Transformers, old Sunbow Transformers on there while I work. It's almost like it's infectious of the way it's going right now. And Scott's talking about it weekly. And I'm like, you know, it'd be cool to go back and watch that because I used to watch that when I get home from school. It was like Punky Brewster and (laughs) G.I. Joe and Silver Spoons, you know? Yeah. And Jeff, let me say like what you witnessed with us seeing those pictures for the first time during this call that's the equivalent of us as kids walking into toys r us and seeing yeah. new figures on the yeah. peg yeah no idea it was coming and what you just witnessed was pure excitement yeah and that's the way it is that took be- us back. and that's the way it's going to be for a lot of people this week for san yeah. diego comic-con a lot of people 100%. that don't yeah that don't know or don't know what's going to be coming up we're just going to be sitting there glued and hopefully a tweet will go out or somebody will post something on their ig page and it's going to be like, oh my God, you know, you're going to be at the screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like you saw. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Christopher, why don't you go ahead and plug your show? Uh, right. Yeah. I haven't really mentioned it since I've been on today, but um, <laughs> if you did, haven't picked it up already, if you've just been, if you've been like, whenever, whenever I started talking and you've just kind of like drifted off, which I could imagine <laughs> happens. Um, I run a podcast called The Full Force Podcast. The reason we call it The Full Force is because little does anybody know in the universe, <laughs> but in the United Kingdom, G.I. Joe originally was called Action Force for us. So, um, yeah, we had it up until about 89, 90. Then it changed to G.I. Joe, The Action Force. And then, yeah, and then we got G.I. Joe. So The Full Force Podcast and also on the Sunbow cartoon, we got them on VHS and they overdubbed them. And instead of saying, yo, Joe, they would say, full force so yeah which is amazing um and if you are interested and you have no idea what the f i'm talking about then uh check us out on facebook and twitter the full force podcast and of course on podbean itunes stitcher uh we put videos of news bursts every day i've got one i've got to do one in a few moments because these (laughs) d-bags have been keeping me from my work getting a news burst out to talk about this amazing target like exclusive line i'm kidding um but yeah so check us out on youtube uh check us out like i said facebook and twitter we do live streams every now and again as well especially with things like 
the Sunbow. Uh, Eric has also joined me on those, and we watch the cartoons, and it's fun, and yeah, uh, it's really the overdubs, and it's hilarious watching UK overdubbed cartoons. Uh, <laughs> American accent, sort of, but we'll see. You'll, 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 you'll see. You'll get the gist. Uh, yeah, the Full Force podcast, if you haven't, if that hasn't been bored into your brain now, then I don't know what I'm doing wrong. wrong. Next. <laughs> well, you know, it's, you know it's, I got to say as funny is that since Scott's been talking about G.I. Joe's, every, we've gotten like a whole new audience. And it's just, it's almost like infectious the way Scott is talking about these Joe's. And now we're starting to get a whole new audience. I, trust me, we're not stealing. We're not trying to gimmick and fringe on you. Do it. Do it. Steal away. Take all of my <laughs> horrible, horrible audience or whatever. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm losing them myself, Jeffrey. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, man. It's COVID with a K. That's what's causing it. Don't worry, man. <laughs> but it's infectious just the way that the G.I. Joes are now picking up and now we're gaining a whole new audience with Scott just talking about GI Joe's and other toy lines. It's just crazy. So we're going to have to drop the wrestling figure podcast aspect of our name and just be fully posable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Eric, why don't you go ahead and get your plugs out of the way? Uh, as always, you know, boss fight boss fight studio. Uh, we're boss fight studio on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, boss is where you can buy all our products. And of course, uh, you can join Jeffrey and I and uh, Mark over on uh, Lucha Libre Figures and Facts podcast, part of the uh, Lucha Central Network, where we talk about luchadors and the toys that represent them. So it's always a bit fun. Last time we actually had Vampiro on our show, which was fantastic fun. The editing uh, on that show is unreal. I don't know yeah, who does it, Eric, but I, they are a genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I, uh, just so everyone knows, Chris wants all the credit for that show <laughs> this is our is our producer and editor on the show and um he had to edit out a lot of f-bombs because i don't think anyone drops f-bombs like like vampiro, vampiro. That, his finisher his finish his finisher should be the wwf bomb and that <laughs> not the top rope tea bag definitely not, not yet <laughs> Oh, well, this has been a lot, a lot of fun, guys. And from for Scott... For you, maybe. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Thank you th so much for having us. This was, this was a lot of fun, guys. This, this was a lot was of a fun. And, and also, I'd like to have you guys back on. This is kind of a Anytime. fun little... This is fun little roundtable that we get to do with you guys. And Scott gets to talk G.I. Joe's. And I'm Maybe we it. can actually talk wrestling figures at some point as well, because yeah, that's that's be just, okay. it's, it's not fair that we come on and just, and just you know, rail through it. Well, we didn't even touch on the UK galoobs that you had out there. Oh, yeah, we oh, didn't, yeah. did we? <laughs> I want to talk about my whole wrestling uh, growing up, not not being a collector, but wanting to be a collector of uh, wrestling figures as a you kid. Had to, you had to keep it hidden, right? I did, well, you're yeah. From, just... you're, from, you're from the same town as Paige. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear this cool, interesting story? Please. So Paige uh, comes from Norwich, which is the city that I grew up very close to, like nearby. I was in a little village called Munsley as a kid. Mm -hmm. But Norwich was like, you know, like a 20 minute drive away. That was like the nearest city. And it's a beautiful place, Norwich. It's, you know, it gets a lot of kind of flack for being, you know, this kind of, because it, it's in Norfolk, which is kind of like, how can I put it? It's the equivalent of, say like a very rural middle America kind of town, I would say kind of okay. area, you know, like, you know, not nothing for miles and, 
you know, everyone's related, that kind of scenario. Um, <laughs> but Norwich, beautiful city, gorgeous place. And um, friends of mine, so I know uh, I've, I've actually been out uh, on a few evenings in Norwich with my friends who were friends with Paige. And they all used to hang out. So I've been in a situation where she's been in the vicinity and I was just too starstruck to kind of say anything or do anything. So I was just kind of sitting with my mate Liam and, and, re, and we're just chatting away and everything. And there's Paige over there. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like, how does this, even, how does life work like this? I don't understand it. Yeah. So that's happened a few times. And uh, yeah, I've still have never been able to approach her. It's hilarious. Even though you guys have the friends in common. Yeah. Even though like friends in common and everything, but no, it's too weird. If someone's, <laughs> even if someone's like a minor celebrity, I'm just like, you know, I can't talk to you. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not worthy. <laughs> See, now that's funny because Scott has no shame. <laughs> Scott. I ran right up to Paige on Bourbon Street. Yeah. Elbowed her in the face. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> or, or we're crossing Canal Street in New Orleans, which is one of the biggest streets. And we cross and Bray Wyatt literally walks right past us. And this is at WrestleMania 30. This is Bray Wyatt's big, like, this is when he was at his height. First Mania. So we're walking and Scott and I both look and we see Bray Wyatt because we recognize the tattoo on the bicep area. Yeah, I'm sure his face is very, very similar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what the bad part about that is everybody was cosplaying him on Bourbon Street. Oh goodness me! Yes. So when we so the tattoos were the giveaway, not the beard. The tattoo. Wyatt. That works. (laughs) So we're we're crossing Canal Street. Yes. I look down and I see the tattoo. I look over at Scott. Scott's already turning mid intersection. He's like, Bray. That's amazing. (laughs) He's like, can we get a picture with you? And Bray's like, yeah, sure, man. Now cars are, cars are zooming past us at 50 miles an hour. But yeah. <laughs> well, Sergeant Slaughter, to, to kind of touch on a G.I. Joe oh, topic. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know you saw it on Twitter, but that was literally in the middle of an intersection where it's like a double crosswalk. <laughs> yeah. he, we were Brilliant. in the middle of an intersection and he put both of us in a headlock and snapped Brilliant. a picture. Brilliant. He could have kept going, but he stopped. He was awesome. Sarge is great. And then he hopped in his triple T tank and just drove up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plowed over some cobras. Yeah, got in the warthog and just yeah. straight in the water. Like, Let's go, Marauders. <laughs> yep, it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you guys. Uh, Christopher, go do your starburst. <laughs> yeah, nice. Starburst. Like starburst. Starburst. That's starburst, your news burst. <laughs> I prefer starburst. I prefer starburst now. That's what I'm going to call it. Go trademark that right now, dude. <laughs> thank you so much guys it's been an absolute pleasure it's been an absolute blast loved it guys thank you very much and uh we'll be talking to you guys we'll be setting up lucha libre figures and facts that you can find on the lucha central network christopher thank you for doing the editing you're welcome (laughs) eric thank you for putting the notes together and scott i'll see you this week man so yeah you will yeah guys thank you very much thank you so much yo joe full force (laughs) full force Let's go! 
Jeff and Scott, the two brothers busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.